You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1026. Pete Kirchmer is the founder of Mindful based health coaching and he's the program director at UCSD's Center for Mindfulness. Pete specializes in helping executives in managing stress and improving performance in their business and their life. He will be the keynote speaker at the October 4th Critical Mass Executive Conference and I've, I've invited Pete to be on the show today to share his insights into mindfulness based health. Pete, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Feels good to be here. I'm excited to have you on the show. So let's start by asking you, just tell us a little bit about your path to where you are today. You know, kind of an interesting story or a little bit of background so the audience gets a sense for who Pete Kirchmer really is. Sure, absolutely. So it's been a a bit of a windy path at times, and yet I think there is a a trajectory that started uh, after college, graduated with a degree in physiology, and was pretty dead set on becoming a physical therapist. So I got a job in physical therapy right outside of uh, school uh, and quickly realized that I was more interested in the relationships that I had with the patients than I was in you know, mobilizing joints or healing patella tendons. I had a really unique opportunity to uh, you know, shut the door behind me and spend 30 minutes three times a week with someone who was going through, you know, I guess, uh, what you could call some kind of a crisis. When someone's injured, they're often out of work. They're not able to do the things they love. They're asking big questions, and what does it all mean? Uh, And I got real curious about their experience and their journey through this healing. And I had a knack for predicting outcomes as well. I, I would start to see patterns in the way that the patient responded to the injury and the mindset they had around it and how that would impact their experience of healing and, as I said, also the outcome. I started to notice that those who uh, told a story about themselves in this process, where there was a silver lining, where they could make some kind of valuable meaning uh, of it, where they were able to take a step back and you know take this time off to reflect, they didn't suffer as much, and they often got uh, got well quicker than the ones who were resentful to the driver that hit them, the you know the company that. Uh, you know, they were injured on the job or the insurance company they were struggling with. And when they felt victimized and angry and pessimistic about the future, they just suffered so much more. And so, uh, so again, I, find, I found this psychology fascinating at a pretty young age. So I started to read psychology and philosophy and took workshops and worked with a coach and uh, eventually became certified uh, as, a, as a coach. Uh, and this evolved from... You know, from physical therapy and working with people with injuries to more of the wellness side of things, uh, working with people who had goals to lose weight, to sleep better, to increase energy. Eventually, that evolved into sports performance, working with skiers and golfers and triathletes and dancers uh, who wanted to you know, work on their mental game 
And that was just a real natural, organic progression. I didn't even set the intention Hmm. to start working with executives or or business leaders or entrepreneurs. It just started to happen. Uh, They sought me out. They took my workshops. I I really got a sense of, of, uh, you know, how much was at stake for them, how much stress they were under, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and, and... really felt for them and just started to, to gather clients from, from really still all of these domains. Uh, and, and really what I found is whether it be uh, sport performance, whether it be weight loss, or the human brain and the mechanics of behavior change are pretty much the same for everyone. Just the narrative and the details are slightly different. And that's led you to where you are now because you, you are a mindfulness-based health coach, but you're also the program manager at UCSD. So tell me a little bit about your practice today. So, yeah, I, I do teach courses and I you know, do workshops for corporations. I give keynotes, things like that. But my, my day-to-day you know, kind of job is working with people one-on-one as a coach. And so, um, you know, Logistically, I work with people for a minimum of eight weeks around some kind of change they want to make. But I've had clients for up to 10, 11 years on and off. Uh, So people basically come to me because they want something to be different in their life. Um, Often, especially an executive uh, is stressed out, they're overwhelmed, something in their business or oftentimes and or oftentimes their personal life uh, is out of balance. Uh, and so this is not always explicit up front. Actually, I, the first email I get from the type A's usually says something like, I'm looking to hire a coach because I want a competitive advantage or I want to optimize my you know, time or my effectiveness. Uh, but what we're really saying by session three is uh, the competition is killing me. Mm. I'm distracted constantly. You know, I'm, I'm not making any time for myself and my family's upset with me. Mm. And how do, how do people find you, Pete? So I, I teach the courses for UCSD and have website availability through them. Um, I've built a word of mouth uh, over time. I've been in this industry since 2003. I work at several integrative medical centers as well and so have uh, various connections mostly through San Diego, but I've done work as far as uh, recently, so I did, I, right before the Olympic Games, I went to Stockholm where I trained some Olympic coaches and sports psychologists for uh, the Swedish Olympic team. I'll be going to Thailand next year to a sports complex. And so, you know, I actually don't, I don't know how I've gotten <laughs> It's just, it's all kind of uh, unfolded organically. Wow. Well, we're talking with Pete Kirchmer. He does several things. He's the program manager at UCSD Center for Mindfulness. He's also the founder of Mindfulness-Based Health Coaching. So let's talk a little bit about the UCSD Center for Mindfulness and the MPEAK program. What is that program, and can you kind of describe it for my audience of entrepreneurs and business executives? Sure. So first of all, the Center for Mindfulness at UCSD is part of the Center for Integrative Medicine. Uh, And we have a a flagship training program, um, MBSR, Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction, all these acronyms, right? Uh, And that's been around since 1979. That was started by John Kabat-Zinn, who is often considered the father of modern mindfulness. He started this program at the UMass Med Center. Uh, He's an MIT PhD in molecular and cellular biology. So, kind of anomaly for you know for the the late seventies. 
But this program has now, uh, it's in most major universities, it's um, you know, in, in hospitals as well, uh, now also being offered in, in corporations. Uh, but there's thousands of journal-published articles on the benefits um, of this particular eight-week course. And so the MPEAK course, which stands for Mindfulness, Performance Enhancement, Awareness, and Knowledge, is, uh, I would say that it's... a uh, a subcategory of the, the mindfulness-based stress reduction program that's tailored more towards people who uh, set big goals, athletes and executives, um, for the most part. Uh, it started as a research project. Actually, it was a, a neuroscience lab, and uh, some some of us at the Center for Mindfulness got together and did a study on the U.S. Olympic BMX team. And we used the MPEAK, or at least the version of it that was available uh, about three or four years, about four years ago to conduct this study where we did brain scans of the whole team pre and post and we were looking for signatures uh, of resilience and and we found those so uh, because it it then was um, the journal was published and we got a lot of attention uh, we decided to make the course commercially available I buffed it up a bit uh, and have been offering it uh, through UCSD now um, about three times a year, four times a year uh, since then. Okay. Well, that that's for those listeners that are here in Southern California, or is it offered in the summer by chance when you say three or four times a year, or is it offered during... We're actually offering it uh, coming up here in uh, September 22nd. Okay. So, yeah, absolutely. And we offer it a three-day intensive format because okay. a lot of people do travel, and so they'll have the opportunity to just stay at a local hotel if they choose. Oh, that's outstanding. Okay, well, we, we can cover that off, too, towards the end of the show. We're going to take our first and only stop here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Um, Pete, when we come back from that short break, I wonder if you'd be able to talk about the role of meditation and the role meditation plays in your mindfulness training and coaching practice. Can we do that? Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to go anywhere. We're talking with Pete Kirchmer, and we're going to continue the conversation after this short short word from me. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. All our shows can be heard Anytime on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spreaker.com, and several hundred former guest websites whose CEOs have appeared on our radio show. Since we started our show in 2009, we've reached several hundred thousand listeners through our live stream, podcast, and the other social media channels we use. Simply type in these four words, Critical Mass Radio Show, in your favorite podcasting software, to get automatically delivered our weekly shows with great guests 
like Pete Kirchmer. Pete is a couple things. He's the founder of Mindfulness-Based Health Coaching, and he's the program manager at UCSD's Center for Mindfulness. Pete, before the break, I said I was going to ask you to talk about the role uh, meditation plays in your mindfulness training and coaching practice. Can you do that? Yep. But first, I want to clear up uh, some preconceived notions about meditation. I don't know how familiar your listeners are with this as a practice, but still, uh, as much press as it's getting, when I show up to a dinner party and people ask me what I do and I say I teach meditation, I kind of get this glazed-over look at first because I I don't wear beads or robes. And so I think I don't fit the expectation of what they think a meditation teacher looks like. And then the second thing that happens is they say, I've tried that once. And I can't do it. My <laughs> mind just keeps going crazy. I can't stop thinking. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that a lot, a, a lot of people have this idea that mindfulness means or meditation means that you're able to stop thoughts. Uh, and that's actually not the point. Um, I've heard it said before that the brain pumps thoughts like the heart pumps blood. It just continues to happen. Uh, and so we're not trying to stop thoughts. We're changing our relationship with thoughts. Oh. Okay. We start to see thoughts or be able to observe them and recognize that some thoughts that we have um, are really valuable and insightful and interesting uh, and worthy of our pursuit. And other thoughts just lead us to rumination and, and nothing good. Uh, and so meditation gives us this, uh, this discernment so that we can, in a way, choose which thoughts to listen to and let go of the rest. Um, so with, with that cleared up, um, all of my clients and participants of workshops meditate to some degree or another. Um, I offer guided meditations of various lengths uh, on audio form to all of my clients and participants of workshops, and they decide how much they're going to commit to, right? They set their intentions. Um, I don't have the aspiration to train good meditators. Uh, it's not the point. All right. I, I mean, I hope that people enjoy their experience meditating, but it's kind of like a workout. It's nice if you can enjoy it, but the benefits are there anyways. So rather than thinking of meditation as some 20-minute escape from reality, um, I, I have my clients think of it as a brain training practice so that you can be more present to your life and perform at your greatest capacity despite the conditions you're under. Mm. Wow, that's awesome. That, uh, I can think of many busy and harried entrepreneurs and business owners who could benefit from being more present in the, at work, at their business. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. Right. So from your experience, you know, what are the key causes of stress faced by entrepreneurs and business owners that you coach and work with? Unfortunately, it's a long list. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> so, but I'll go over some of the tops. And, and I'll tell you, I also like to break this up between external stressors and internal stressors. And so the external stressors are the ones that are easiest to point at uh, and identify, like high expectations and, and demands on performance or constant change in innovation or work-life balance or distraction or conflict with other coworkers. But for each of these external stressors that I see, there's an internal correlate. So when, uh, when someone comes to me and they, and they are complaining of high expectations and unrealistic demands, there's often this internal fear or pattern of perfectionism or this thought that, like, what if I can't meet the expectations and I fail? And it's actually that thought pattern and this perfectionistic um, tendency that creates more stress than the demands themselves. 
mm-hmm. so we relate to the demands or this uh the stressor of, of constant change and the need to be innovating, right? There's this inner critic inside us that says things like, you're not going to be able to keep up. Yeah. You're not smart enough, right? And it's that voice in the head that actually is more stressful than the demands themselves or the, the need to innovate. Wow. Um, when it comes to work-life balance, right, there's this question like, how do I do it all? Um, and often it's this fear that you're not going to be able to make everyone happy. Mm-hmm. And, and this feeling like you should be able to then associated with some kind of a guilt all uh, right so that that then becomes the real stressor uh, and so w- when i'm working with clients i uh, we do identify you now what are these external stressors but what's the meaning you're making of them why are they so stressful to you um and so that's the richer part of that conversation that's interesting because you know i've also heard in our peer groups a confidential setting so i'm you know just general generally speaking there is the concern about the ability to perform at a high level the next time they're given the opportunity even though they've done it consistently over the course of their career there's this almost performance anxiety about am i going to be able to do it the next time i'm called upon to rise to the occasion as well which to me, fits your model really well because there's not even really an event yet. It's just worrying about something that hasn't happened yet. And and I don't know if that worry goes away. Okay. I've talked to professional athletes and CEOs of huge companies that still have that worry, but the way they relate to it and the impact that worry has on them changes. Okay. Right? It's like, oh, yeah, that. Yep. Of course. So I thought it's always here. I'm sort of picking up a theme, and, and tell me if I'm a, l- a little bit close to the mark here. That it is, it is not necessarily the event or the thought, but how you relate to that event and thought that is really the power that you're helping people in your coaching practice get over themselves. That's mindfulness. Okay. Wow. All right. That leads me perfectly to my next question for you, which is one that I'm very excited about, and so are the members of the Critical Mass community here in Southern California, and that is that you're going to be our keynote speaker on Wednesday, October 4th, here in Costa Mesa, California. I've seen you speak to a room full of business executives, and I thought and found your your talk to be profound and appropriate and so and that was almost a year ago now and and it will be over a year when you come up and talk to the in october but i'm really excited to have you share some of what we're talking about here on the radio show today with with my audience but i'm wondering when you're asked to give a talk in front of a bunch of entrepreneurs and business owners you know can you preview a little bit about what you like to share with that audience what you find that resonates with them and leaves a positive impact yeah, absolutely. So I always start by giving some kind of a context for the science, the philosophy, and the general practice of mindfulness. Once that context has been created, we'll spend the bulk of our time focused on, on three main pillars, uh, how mindfulness can help us improve resilience, focus, and flow. Resilience, focus, and flow. Right, so resilience, the ability uh, to perform under pressure. Focus, the ability to choose an object to concentrate on uh, and to train our mind back on that object, whether it be listening to the person in front of you or checking emails or writing a, you know, a blog or whatever it is. Uh, so working with distraction, right? cultivating focus. Uh, and flow, the state of optimal performance, uh, the ability to get out of our own way and trust our skills to come through us. 
so this is going to be the, the primary focus, and there's brain research um, around how mindfulness impacts each of these pillars that I'll, that I'll present. There are specific practices. Some are meditation practices, and some are practices that your participants can integrate throughout the day, whether it be in just some average, ordinary moment, whether it be a moment of stress, or whether it be a big, important uh, moment of opportunity. They'll have real simple tools that they can use during these times. Uh, and, uh, and that's what's most important to me, is that I, that I can give these tools and that people feel like they can integrate it into their life in a way that's meaningful. I'm more excited now to hear your talk than I was before you just gave that answer. And, uh, and that's a lot of the, the power of what you were able to transfer to the audience in the room in San Diego last fall. So if you're listening to our voice and you're not a member of the critical mass community, <clears throat> but you would like to hear Pete talk, then find me online, and I'll give you some ways to do that at the end of this program, and maybe we can get you in the room. It's an invitation-only event, and it's an exciting event. Uh, you're going to do a great job. Before I let you go, I have one more question, and that's, I wonder if you could explore the concept of stress reactivity with our audience. Maybe define that term and help them to understand the human response to stress. Sure. It's a, it's a big topic and one that I'll expand on quite a bit when we're all together um, for the conference. Uh, but in a nutshell, we all have our own stress signatures, um, the way that we um, personally react to and deal with stress. It starts with an external stressor. So that might be somebody saying something to you that you don't like, right? any of the stressors we've already talked about. That we call a triggering event, and so we identify what are our number one, two, three triggering events. Um, then we recognize that we perceive this first through physical sensation. And so we all have our own way of experiencing stress in the body, whether it be sweaty palms or rapid heartbeat, grinding the, you know, the jaw or teeth, uh, sweating. So we start to feel the first symptoms of stress in the body because often this all happens subconsciously and automatically. So when we can start to wake up to stress as it's happening, we can start to have a little bit more choice over it. So after we uh, can perceive it, we'll notice that there's a very familiar thought pattern and emotional pattern that goes along with it, right? It might be some kind of a story of how oh, that guy always does that thing. And, right? So it's, some, it's like somebody pressed play on some thought you've heard a million times, but you buy into hook, line, and sinker every right. time. And then you get you worked up, and the thoughts then have a negative feedback loop, and you get even more upset, and then you do something about it. Without even thinking, uh, people typically react by going into fight, flight, freeze, fix, or fake. Uh, fight, which is the kind of easiest to see, is criticism or blame. It could be anger or even violence at its extreme uh, towards oneself or another. Uh, then they can go into flight. This is escaping, whether it be really physically escaping a marriage, a business, like moving from your hometown, quitting a job, or whether it just be zoning out into any number of addictions or uh, distractions or uh, just zoning out generally. Uh, then freeze is paralysis by analysis, just going over and over and over all the possibilities, but feeling stuck and unable to make choices. Fix is this desperate attempt to improve your situation, but that comes from a place of lack. Uh, again, the, the word desperate, I think, uh, is important here because it's not... Uh, it doesn't actually work, right? So just trying so many different things 
uh, if I could only, uh, you know, sell this many more things, take this many more workshops, get two more PhDs, run a race, lose 10 pounds, whatever it is. Uh, and then fake, which is this fear of being vulnerable. So we just put on the happy face and pretend like it's okay. Any of these reactions are fine in the short term and are sometimes even appropriate under you know, different conditions. But in the long term, none of them are going to lead us to success. So uh, we'll talk about how mindfulness gives us awareness of this pattern so that we can pause, see it play out in our own life, and then do something more skillful than the five F's. Wow. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can see why I've invited Pete Kirchmer to be our keynote speaker on the Octo- at the October 4th Executive Conference. If someone can't wait for that or they're not here in Southern California and they want to learn more about your practice, how do they find you online, Pete? Website uh, is mindfulnessbasedhealth.com. And uh, the homepage has three upcoming events. Uh, two of which are weekend, like three-day and a two-day. One's a mindfulness stress resilience course. One is the MPEAK course that we talked about. And for San Diego, uh, North County folk, there's an eight-week mindfulness-based stress reduction course. Um, those are the end of uh, September and October. So uh, all the information is there on my website, uh, along with information about my personal coaching. Well, I want to thank you for being a friend of the radio show and podcast and a member of this critical mass business and learning community here in Southern California. Thanks for giving a bit of your time this afternoon, Pete Kirchmer, sharing a little bit on mindfulness. And I really am looking forward to having you here in our community in October. Yeah, I am too. Thanks for inviting me. Have a good day. All right, you too. Bye now. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank our engineer for today's show, the pizza-eating Paul Roberts. Our producers are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, my Twitter handle is CEO Peer Groups. On LinkedIn and YouTube, I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And my Facebook business page and my website are criticalmass4business.com. Until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 